0: I just took off a pair of brand new chinos and replaced them with silver and black basketball shorts, which can only mean one thing. It's time for the
1: Baller Shorts Podcast. What up, Doug? Hey, Ben. How's it going? It's good. Why don't you change out of your sweater and button down, though, to go with your Baller Shorts?
0: Hey, Baller Shorts on the bottom, anything goes on the top, and I made this robe as this podcast progresses. Got it. Depends how freaky and how hot things get.
1: Freaky hot. Okay, got it. I see where we're going with this.
0: And I'd say three weeks into the NBA season, things are heating up, but not quite getting freaky. I know we got a lot of topics that we think are trending, and we
1: want to know if they're flukes or if they're here to stay. Yeah, so Ben Ben happens to be the king of overreaction, so I will do my best to keep him under control as we go through uh, these topics, but we're what? We're 10 games in? one-eighth of the season down for the most part for most teams.
0: And I would say it's easily the best NBA season I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Hey. I see where you're going with this.
0: Yeah. All right. So. I well, wonder if you can quantify great storylines 10 games into the season. With statistics? Some advanced analytics. Somewhere out
1: there, someone is crunching numbers. Yeah. Maybe. Not us. It's not no, us. It's not us. But we can use statistics to back up our arguments. We're good like that. All right, anyway, you always get to pick the first topic. I'm going I'm to pick it for you and let you respond. And I don't like that I'm asking you this question right now. I really don't. Is James Harden the MVP in the NBA?
0: This is a point of contention for me personally. I don't like a few things. I don't like James Harden, but even more than that, I don't like to admit I'm wrong which is part of the reason I don't like James Harden. But I have to say, he is winning me over just a little bit. We obviously know the stats. They're absolutely insane. 30 points, 13 assists, 8 rebounds to start. However, there are a couple negatives sprinkled in among the highlight plays. Did you know that Mr. James Harden, Doug, is averaging... Guess how many turnovers per game
1: he's averaging. I'm I'm sure he's leading the league. Or if not, he's definitely top five. I'm going to guess four. Four turnovers a game. 5.8 turnovers per game.
0: If those were assists, he would be top 20. He has more turnovers than all but 20 players have assists. And that would for sure set a record. He already set the record for NBA. There have been some guys in the ABA who turned the ball over a lot because, you know, the ABA was known for being really loose with the ball. Yeah but last year Harden set the record for turnovers 374 in the season. This year he's on pace for 476. He would do to the turnover record what Steph
1: Curry has done to the three-point record. That's crazy. That that's that's actually insane to think about. We knew that you know when D'Antoni took over he and named James Harden the point guard that it would be an extremely point guard friendly system for the obvious best player on that team. I mean, if you look at D'Antoni's track record as a coach, he, you know, I think he's a better coach than people give him credit for. He's not a good defensive coach, but his offensive schemes, when he had the, when he had the Suns, had the, the Suns had the sons were groundbreaking and have kind of set the path for where the NBA is today in terms of fast break one and gun playing. Small, they used to play those Boris Diaw lineups where he was the center, kind of laid the foundation for, you know, Draymond playing center on the small ball warriors. But look, Steve Nash won two MVPs, whether they were deserved or not. I don't know statistically, but he was phenomenal under under D'Antoni. D'Antoni probably single-handedly made Jeremy Lin into what he is today. I and mean, Jeremy Lin was fantastic for those Knicks teams. And
0: let's talk about the Knox against Harden. Speaking of Nash, yes, speaking of Lin, it's his defense, clearly. Yeah. And, and there's the argument, you can never win an MVP playing defense like Harden. We've seen Steve Nash back-to-back, and maybe Steve Nash tried a little better than Harden, and there weren't the same memes of him playing no defense, Yeah, but they're on a defensive par. Steph Curry,
1: again, tried harder than Harden, but he's not a defensive world beater. It's the effort. It's definitely the effort. I think Carmelo used to be the one who everyone bashed as the superstar who plays no D. It's evident now that Carmelo at least tries. He's probably an average defender just because of his athletic ability. Kind of scowled at me as I said that. Maybe slightly below average, whatever. James Harden clearly gives no effort. I mean, there's there's millions of YouTube videos out there with him just giving no effort. That's uh, true. So, but I, I think I can't but see it. The effort is essential. I agree with you.
0: I think he's turned that around a little bit this season. Getting rid of Dwight Howard has opened up a little bit of a vacuum for him to be the clear-cut leader. We knew Harden was the leader of the Rockets last few years. Yeah. But as long as Dwight was there, that was debatable. At least from Dwight's perspective, and potentially from management's perspective. Yeah. I think when talking about the MVP, though, we can't talk about Harden without talking about Russ Westbrook. Our boy. Our boy. Our boy. Just because they're very statistically analogous. I thought I was going to struggle through the statistically analogous part of that sentence, and I I acquitted myself better than I thought. That reminds
1: me of Ben's statistical oddities. I missed that segment.
0: Oh, it's coming back.
1: We'll bring it back. It's coming as soon
0: as the shirt comes off. The statistical oddities come on. All right. I have unbuttoned. I have unbuttoned
1: my cuffs. He's getting there, ladies and gentlemen. PER
0: player efficiency rating. Yeah. Russ Russ Westbrook third. Yeah. Harden. Fourth. Yeah. Westbrook, 31.9 points. And this is, we're taping a Monday night. Both players are playing tonight, Harden and Russ, so these stats will change by tomorrow. But the same things generally hold. They're pretty close. Russ is averaging 32, 10, and 9. Harden, we said 30, 13, and 8. I think, based on the way those teams are built... If those are the two frontrunners for the MVP, and we could work in with Kawhi, who plays things on both sides of the ball, we could talk about LeBron, but if those two are the frontrunners, I think the wins will 100% tell the story, because the stats
1: will be too similar. Okay. Do you agree? I do. But on that note, let's look at who's first in PER. Someone who I don't think is getting any publicity very early, be it that as it may, but getting no publicity for MVP... Chris Paul, he's first in PER, and no, he doesn't have the statistics that Russ and Harden do, but his team's 9-1, and one. he's the, he's definitely the leader of that team. Maybe he's not statistically, he's got Blake, he's got DeAndre to clean up the boards and get the blocks. Well, let's talk about that as a trend for a second. Yeah. Because if I said to you at the
0: beginning of the season that the Clippers are 9-1, and one, yeah, have the best record in the league, yeah. and no one's talking about them, yeah. you, you would have called me crazy.
1: Why is no one talking about them? And can the Clippers win the West? No one's talking about them because they're they're not doing it in any spectacular fashion. They're doing it with the same team and the same offense that they've always had. Yes, they've added some pieces to the bench. most Spates, your boy. But no one no one groundbreaking. They re-upped a lot of their players. They re-upped Crawford. They re-upped Rivers. It's, it's you know, Doc's still the same system. It's just they're healthy. I mean, they, they look good. They look like a team that's been together for a few years.
0: And not to chew my own horn, but what did I say when we drafted teams early in this season? That the Clippers were going to be second in the West. You called me crazy. You said no way they jumped the Spurs. And I said they were a team built to run other squads in the regular season.
1: They look good. Yeah, the regular season. That's key. I don't know if they're a playoff team yet. I don't have enough. I haven't seen enough to make that assessment, but... Speaking of most states, he is at the top of my list... For guys,
0: I would want to come to an apartment party that I was throwing. Why? Why? I think most of the way he
1: plays basketball.
0: I think the way he plays basketball translates to the way he may participate in drinking games and other festivities. Fair. I think he's down for a great prank. Okay. And I think he's down to have fun.
1: Based on the way he plays basketball.
0: Based on the way he plays basketball. I've honestly, have I ever listened to an interview of most, I don't want to. I don't want to know anything of him off the court because what he does on the court speaks volumes. I don't know,
1: though. All right, if, if we're going down this route, I'm going to go with, you know, the gunners, the guys who are kind of running gun up the court, jacking up shots, because I want someone at my party who will take shots with me. And who's going to take shots in the NBA game? Most states Most states yeah, that's true. I just proved your point. But J.R. Smith will have take shots with his shirt off. Jamal Crawford will cross you up and then take shots.
0: That sounds dangerous. Swaggy P, Nick Young? I don't want him anywhere near a party of mine. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> for for okay, many fine. reasons. He's one fine. of the last players. One last question circling back to Russ versus Harden. I was thinking about this on the over. We are actually right now taping this in Doug's dimly lit apartment
1: live from Hoboken. Yo, yeah, why didn't did you turn on the mood lighting this time? Because Never before. started undressing. I didn't know where this was going. Uh, you
0: know. You're, hey, things are pretty good over here. Yeah, If anyone wants to come over, we're right off the, uh, the pass train stop in Hoboken. Thank you for inviting people to my apartment. But I was debating, who would I rather play pickup or rec league basketball with? Okay. Russ or Harden? And I was struggling because I wouldn't
1: want to play with either of them. I would definitely say Russ. Well, try on defense... And, I don't know, maybe I'm just talking about it from a spectator's point of view. I would just love to see him go crazy on the court. I feel like he won't freeze you out like Harden might. I feel like Harden's the type of guy if you miss missed three shots in a row he will freeze you out. You don't think Russ is that type of guy either? No. Nah. Russ seems genuinely nice. Have you seen those Mountain Dew commercials where he slides up to the club? I don't know what that's. I good thing, think, but those are cooler than. Hot I, I don't know if I correlate
0: <laughs> Mountain Dew commercials with with genuine. Nice Mountain Dew is great. I haven't had Mountain Dew probably since I was eight oh, years there old. There they go as a sponsor in the power rankings of sodas. Mountain Dew really fell hard when I found out it depleted your sperm count. Do you oh, remember that? No, I don't. That was like a big news release when we turned like sixteen. Yeah. Which is like a big time to worry about
1: your sperm count. Game 2's release?
0: Yeah. Uh, I must have missed it. It was also when they said Dasani Water had like terrible cancer-causing particles. That might be slander. I don't know if that's exactly what they said, but they said Dasani was bad.
1: I don't think I started watching the news until I was like 25. This wasn't like a nightly news investigation. (laughs) I don't know. It was like
0: CBS 60 Minutes. Although I guess it could have been. But back to ball. Back to ball. Back to ball. Let's move on. Two one of my favorite topics in life. Yeah. My Los Angeles Lakers. They love The good. baby Lakers. The most entertaining team in the league. You take a poll of your average fan out there. Who do they want to watch on League Pass? D'Angelo Russell, Swaggy P and company. Yeah. No, undeniable. Have you gotten a chance to watch this team? Because I've watched every game they played this year.
1: Yeah, not as much as I would like, but I have seen bits and pieces and I, I like what they say. I like what I see. I really do. The bench looks good. The combination of of D'Angelo and Lou Williams when they get on the court together actually works a lot better than I would have thought. Because I thought Lou Williams is more ball dominant than you would think. But it's actually worked real well. Speaking of ball dominant though, statistic for you, his usage rate, who's Mr. Lou, is twenty eight point nine. You know who that's higher than? Who? It's high, Well, it's slightly higher than D'Angelo Russell, which is twenty eight point four. But it's higher than LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin. They are twentieth, twenty uh, first, twenty second, twenty third. Sweet Lou, seventeenth. I'm just pointing that out. He's getting. He he's running the show for that second team. He looks good
0: when he's on the court. He's allowed to dominate the ball. And it's interesting because do you have where Jordan Clarkson ranks on that? because they play a lot together on that second team and Jordan Clarkson is not shy from shooting the ball.
1: Yeah, no, he's 45th on the list, which is is high, you know, for all of the NBA. He's at 24.9, which is not too far behind. But from... one one of the things that we've seen is that
0: coach Luke Walton has really empowered all of these guys to play their brand of basketball.
1: You knew you knew he would be uh, a player's coach. You, you
0: knew it. I mean, he's he's pretty much their age. He is. And everyone seems to be buying in. They're running sets to get everybody involved. I see three potential all-stars on this team. Like, Go on. Perennial. You mean, oh, not for this year. Not for Go this forward. year. Go going forward. Oh. With Julius Randle, I think has made... Immense strides, especially finishing the ball around the basket. He still has some growth, especially in that jumper yeah. area. But I think with the way he rebounds the ball and with the way he attacks the rim, he, once he expands his game, will be a prototypical current modern NBA power forward. Okay. Then D'Angelo Russell really getting it done. And I think one of Jordan Clarkson or Brandon Ingram is going to be on the cusp of the All Star ballot for years to come. I don't know which one it's going to be. Yes, yet both have seen shown flashes and both have been inconsistent.
1: Uh, I like D'Angelo. I agree with you there. Julius, the shot needs to come on a little more, you know. But I love the the way he plays. I love the style he plays. I, I maybe could see like he's got to continue to improve. I don't know if he's got it in him. Um, and then Ingram, I haven't seen enough out of I loved him in college. I thought he was tremendous in college.
0: So one thing that's interesting about Ingram is, and it seems to be a little bit at odds from the rest of the Lakers roster, he seems a little shy out there. And his first year in Duke, he was not afraid to try to take over games. Yeah. And as a scorer, I thought he would come in, especially with that second unit, and try to take over games. Yeah. He seems to be deferring, trying to pass the ball off giving up open shots that I would want him to take doesn't, I guess, feel completely comfortable yet.
1: Yeah. Which is
0: interesting because this team outside of uh, Ingram yeah. is maybe the most confident team I've seen in the league. Yeah. They're on the Warriors level, the Cavs level, about shooting any shot, yeah. not being afraid of repercussions. And you know what it's like to flow in a basketball game. Of course. I think the number one thing you need to do to be successful is be confident in what you're doing.
1: Yeah.
0: And obviously there's a line in the irrational confidence, guys. But yeah. but with the Lakers' confidence, they're making it happen. Let me throw a stat out for you. Nick Young right now. Nick Swaggy Young. B, leading the league in free throw shooting. Really? 24 of 24 through the early going. Look at him. So I was curious. Do you think he shoots 100% for the whole year? That was the question. <laughs> or could he set a record? And then, and then I was wondering, does Doug know, listeners out there, do you know, who had the best Free throw shooting season of all time.
1: I'm going to guess Mark Price
0: would be a good guess, but I'm going to be wrong. I'll
1: give you a hint. Is there a minimum? Like, inter- like it's not just someone who went one for one. Right. No. No. No.
0: Okay. I'll give you a hint. This guy shot 151 of 154, so a little less than two a game. Yeah. But that qualifies. Okay. Ninety-eight percent. The 2008-2009 season. Wow. Was it Nash?
1: No, nope. It would not even Nash. It's not enough free throws I don't think. Um,
0: I don't know. Foreigner. Dirk, Former point guard on your team, the Knicks. Jose Calderon. Really? Holds a single season record at yeah. 98. And my bold prediction today is that Nick Young breaks it. He's gonna shoot something like one fifty nine of one sixty one for he's, the season. He's gonna
1: have a bad breakup with whoever he's dating and go zero for eight. free up. throws. The next, the next game. No, that Way was too emotional
0: of a player. Speaking of breakups, we said on the very first podcast <laughs> four episodes ago, we threw out the Vegas lines for Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian for their relationship lasting through the end of the year, and Vegas odds actually gave you. Better odds for them staying together than them breaking up. Guess what they did today, front-page story? They
1: broke up. They broke up. They broke up. Wait, so them,
0: them breaking up was the underdog, right? Yeah. If you had money on them breaking up, you would have
1: cashed in today. Oh, man, I meant to send that bet in. No, I really didn't. But this is probably better for the morale of the Cavs. Maybe, maybe this was a directive from uh, GM slash coach LeBron James.
0: Apparently the reason was that... Tristan was being called Tristan Kardashian, and that was just too much ridicule for him to take.
1: You know, you got to have thick skin in that Cavs locker. You do. You do. All right, next trend. Next trend. You give me a trend. I'll tell you if you're overreacting or not. DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. 34 points a game. Yeah. All but one of his games
0: over 30. Yeah in rarefied air with guys like Michael Jordan and Bernard King as far as his hot scoring streak to start a season. Yeah. I think he could lead the league in
1: scoring and average over 32. All right. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Yes. Yes. Okay, so right now I have a stat page up. Ready? He's averaging 34 points a game. He's shooting 53% from the field. 53%. His career average, including the 53% he's been shooting for the first nine games, is, is, is less than 45%. Last year, he shot 44%. year before that, 41%. 43%. He, he's been pretty consistent. Do I think he could have gotten better? Yes, I definitely do. He's not shooting threes at a, at a remarkable pace. He's actually not shooting threes at all like he never does. He's shooting 21% from behind the arc, but he's barely taking three of 14 this year. He's shooting the ball 24 times a game. I think that's going to level out at some point. I you think he's going to, to shoot less or do you think he's going to shoot worse? I think he's going to shoot less and worse. I, I am an analytical person. I think he's going to regress towards his mean. I don't think he's going to stay at a 53% clip shooting 13 of 24 every game.
0: Right now, you're regressing toward being mean, Doug. Wow. Where's
1: your optimism ben here? Ben was so excited. He, the second I said regress to the mean... He was looking at me all wide-eyed, and he was like, oh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to drop a bomb on him. This is it. This is it. He's going to have nothing to say in response to that.
0: I often think I'm clever than I really am.
1: No, you're very clever. Anyways, um, no. I think the shot distribution will spread back towards Kyle Lowry and the other anonymous rappers. (laughs) And Jonas Valanciunas.
0: An analytical analysis of DeRozan's (laughs) season. I would have to agree with you. But I've watched these Raptors. Yeah. And he seems to be scoring so easily. Oh, for sure. He looks great. He's shot, and here's the difference. Through the first several years of his career, he seems to be shooting, or to have shot, a lot of contested mid-range jumpers. These shots he's taking now, he is creating much more space than he ever has. Yeah, He seems to have really perfected They'll bump the guy off and step back for space. He's got that little spin move around the pinch post area. And he has one of those pure mid-range jumpers a la a young Paul Pierce that just seems so gravy. And he's he's an athletic freak as well. And so he creates so much space rising up for that jumper. I I don't know. Maybe I am a little bit blinded, but... For the team to rely on him this heavily and for him to, to hit shots at this rate, I think it might be indicative of him hitting a next level in his play.
1: Look, he was great. He's been great. That being said, do you remember the stretch in the playoffs last year where he really got bottled up and he couldn't shoot at all? I mean, what what do you think? you think he got significantly better in the offseason? Do you think he said, you know what, I'm never going to let that postseason stretch happen again. I'm going to get to the gym and work my butt off?
0: I think there's an Olympics bump.
1: Yeah. Which
0: anecdotally seems true and statistically seems like something I haven't dug into yet. I I think he's the type of player, because he doesn't necessarily have the versatility to his game of some guys, he doesn't have that three-point shot, that if a defense is keying on him for a series, a stretch of four, five, six, seven games, they can push him into places where he is unlikely to succeed. But I think just based on his talents, it's like a regular season thing with the Clippers. I think the Clippers get exposed in a series because there are ways to attack that type of lineup yeah. and that lack of depth. Similarly with the DeRozan, I think he's a guy that can go get it every night in the regular I'm season. With I'm with you. But then might in the playoffs okay. hit a tough stretch. I see what you're saying. Granted, could we be sitting here in a month and a half and wonder why DeRozan has averaged nineteen a game on thirty-nine percent shooting for the last couple months? Yes, yeah, we could.
1: Fair. All right. So over under twenty-seven and a half points a game end of the season. Give me the over. You're taking the over. What do you have on that?
0: Without the odds, I think he. I think he's going to finish in the twenty-nine range. Twenty-nine.
1: Do you think he cracks thirty or not? I. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't know if I believe it, but I'm saying I do because life's more fun now. I'm way. going 26.9 points a game for the record. All right, next trend. Next trend. What do you want to talk about, Ben? What do you got? All right, I got a few things. Let's talk about uh, a team that a lot of people liked beginning of the year, thought they could definitely make a, a jump given. How young they are. They have potential superstars on the roster. And they have a uh, very handsome new coach. Let's talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh, handsome new coach. He, Wasn't sure where you were headed. Yeah, huh? he, he's not I very handsome.
0: I was thinking you're talking about the Grizzlies.
1: He's not very not handsome. That David Fisdale. <laughs> <laughs> he's good looking guy. Anyways, what do you think? They're, they're not looking as good as we thought. But Andrew Wiggins yesterday dropped 47 points. Give me your thoughts.
0: So I've watched a couple of Timberwolves games this year. Yeah, I've recorded a bunch, meaning to go back and break them down. There are just too many games to watch all of. But I've managed to catch full Timberwolves games a couple times. And I've seen two totally different teams. Yeah, When they played the Lakers Sunday night, my Lakers, who are looking great. Yeah, The Timberwolves absolutely ran the Lakers to death. Now, the Lakers are probably the worst defensive team in the history of basketball. Mm -hmm. I think our rec league squad could put up maybe 60 against them. (laughs) Okay, go on. But the Minnesota Timberwolves were moving the ball, running crisp offensive sets. Andrew Wiggins looked unstoppable inside and outside. Yeah, Another trend we want to hit. He's leading the league in three-point season, shooting so far this season. Andrew Wiggins, fifty-four percent from three. Yeah. And that I think is a bit of a fluke. However, it's very much a fluke. Go on. As an aside, he was always one of those guys who had a really good looking stroke. Yes. The ball from the exact right spot above his head. Yeah. Great follow-through, great rotation. Not sure why
1: he missed it. It looks like now he synced up his jumper to his actual jump. I think. Yes, it's for, a good point. For, for, what, for what, I, what it's worth, when he was in college in his first few years in the NBA, when he would jump, he would release his shot at different points in his jump, and now he's, he looks like he's put in the work and he's really synced up, and he looks like he's very consistent now in terms of when he's releasing a shot. That's just my two cents. I, I, and as a great shooter yourself, those two cents are worth probably at and least 10 cents. A decent shooter, but yeah, no, you're right. I can't make two cents into 10. So... The T-Wolves
0: have shown that they can run offense. Towns is a willing passer. Yeah. Moves the ball well. Shoots, but not overly so. Yeah. And then I watched a game about a week ago where the Timberwolves were going strictly one-on-one. Yeah. They were trying to post Wiggins, which yeah. is not his game. Yeah, Where... Rubio and Levine were taking turns doing crazy stuff flying to the hole. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because they're still young and they're still figuring it out. I was actually just going to ask you you have to feel like Tibbs is going to rein it in? Yeah. Last year, they weren't held accountable for any of their actions. They had a historically bad coach last year. Yeah. And they finally uh, have someone who can really patrol the sidelines and hold them accountable. Yeah. But there will be early season blips
1: on the radar. I think. I think right now, you know, the way they've been playing is more, you know, their youthfulness as opposed to Thibodeau. I think. I don't think anyone expected ten games in for the Timberwolves to be what the Bulls were when Thibodeau had them in, in in that team's prime. But I did expect a little improvement defensively. The one interesting thing about Andrew Wiggins. He was built coming out of, out of uh, college to be NBA-ready defensively, and almost at the point where he can, you know, maybe in a season or two be an all-NBA Kawhi Leonard-type defender, and the offensive game was so raw, which is why the Cavs made the trade that they did to get Kevin Love, and they gave up Andrew Wiggins. But I think we're seeing the opposite. I don't see him as better than the league average defender right now. I agree, and to me it seems like it's an attention span type of thing. Interesting. I
0: think he used to be able to rely on his athleticism so much that he never had to lock in. Interesting. And I don't see that level of locking in yet. Again, we'll see Uh what happens with kids. Do you still think he can become? I do.
1: Okay. I do. Because he's three years. This is his third season, right? I mean, he's...
0: But terrible coaching, no system, and no accountability. And you always hear NBA veterans saying, you need to learn to win, and you need to be in a culture that prioritizes winning. He's been in a system that really hasn't prioritized anything. Okay. Over the last couple years, I do
1: like to think that when Kevin Garnett was on the team, he 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 did hold these guys accountable. But you know, maybe he, not being a coach, just a player, maybe he didn't. But I I do see what you're saying. The coaching hasn't been there. The level of coaching that you would hope for superstars like Wiggins and Towns, and potentially the other guys like Chris Dunn and Zach Levine and Shabazz Muhammad and Gordon Yang. They have a great young nucleus. It'll be interesting to see going forward what we can expect. But that being said, right now they're three and six.
0: Kevin Garnett, if you're listening, I didn't mean to offend you. Don't slam your
1: head into a wall. Kevin Garnett, I had your back. Slam your head into Ben's chest if you want. Anyways,
0: speaking of statistical anomalies, so, though. Ah, oh, here
1: we go. Well, <laughs> go on. Ben's
0: statistical oddities. Go. In case you're looking at Wiggins' jumper and you're saying, this guy's got it, best shooter there ever was, modern-day Kawhi Leonard remade the jumper. He's like a
1: carnival guy.
0: You want to buy a a Wiggins' jumper? I'll get you a Wiggins' jumper. Just 10 bucks, and come to the back room with me. You know who's tied for second in the league at three-point shooting? And this will just tell you all you need to say about reading too much into statistics early on in the season. Go on. I don't know. Iman Chumpert, as really? I like to call him. When we're talking about his jumper, or as I like to say his chumper, this guy has shown no ability to shoot even remotely over the first part of his NBA career. Interesting. And he's shooting 50%. So let's let's see how things. Yeah, yeah. So shake I do think out.
1: you know it's too early to to, to call Wiggins and Schumpert, obviously, uh, the three-point champions this year. But uh, we'll see. Did you see actually speaking of Mr. Schumpert? When they, uh, they were at the White House Thursday, and we won't get into who else was at the White House on Thursday, um, but they were behind Obama and, you know, he was about to give the speech that he always does when the championship teams come to visit him. Did you see when, uh, for whatever reason, they need to move the podium? Did you see the video of Shumpert's face when they moved the podium? He looked so bewildered, like, how is this podium moving? It wasn't that incredulous of a, of a thing, but he just looked totally like... Bewildered, and he turned to the player next to him. I forgot who it was, and he's like, "Yo, did you see that? You didn't see this. I missed this. Oh, you got to look it up. I got to look it up. Everybody, look it up. I will look it up." Last
0: trend for me. Last trend for you. For me to pay attention to oh, early yeah. on in this season. And this is something I want to ask you because this is something you've been talking a lot about. Who else you can ask?
1: You Ashley. No. Go on.
0: Harrison Barnes. You're hot on Harrison Barnes. You like him so much you're calling him Harry. No, Do not. you think he can be a 1A on a good team? Okay. The Mavericks have been terrible, yes, but he's yes. averaging 22.6 points a game. He is shooting 49% from the field. Yeah. That's
1: only part of the game.
0: He looks you're great. hot on him. What do you think?
1: He looks rejuvenated. Okay, coming into college, he was the number one. Coming out of high school, he was the number one recruit in the country when he went to North Carolina. Underperformed in North Carolina, stayed through a sophomore year when everyone thought he was gone after his freshman year. But that just kind of shows you that you know he wanted to come back and prove himself. Not sure he did. Whatever. Still a very high draft pick of the Warriors, thought to be one of the core guys moving forward. Things took a dramatic turn for the better for the Warriors, and he was the, he was their fourth or fifth option offensively. It's like the worst
0: history lesson I've ever received.
1: Okay, well, you know. Good Sorry, i coming in hot. You fired me up with Harry Barnes. coming in hot, guys. Just be careful. Kevin Garnett, where you at? I need your help. Um, anyway, okay, so we all know the story. They signed Durant. He's on the maps. History lesson done. He now is starting to look like the player that he was touted coming out of high school, coming out of college. I don't think he was ever in a situation where they said, hey, you go be the 1A since he's been in college. Um, he looks good. He looks quick. His shot... Releases quicker. He's taking... He's not hesitating. He's not sitting on the wing waiting for a kickout from Draymond or Steph or anyone. It's because he's standing on the wing. <laughs> I don't know what games you watched him sit on the wing. Wow. Ben. Ben's coming
0: with it today. I don't know. Here's and the thing. The team is terrible. The team's... The is bad, unfortunately. You feel bad for Dirk, but go on. You do feel bad for Dirk. Yeah. The team is terrible, and is it a coincidence or not that... The worst Mavericks start in, I don't know, 15 years coincides with Harrison Barnes being the number one option. And if we look at efficiencies' standpoint, he's 59th in the league in PER, 19.54, yeah. not that far off from the league average. Yeah. 59th would put him as the bottom tier of the second best player on each team in the league. Yes.
1: As there's 30 teams, two players on each team, yes. That so, map, I see where the map is that about. map, I'm um, just saying... PER to an extent, though, is a product of, of your team as well. It's not it's not just individualized to you. You know, as a point guard, you can make all these passes. If, if the guys on the other end aren't making shots, then your PDR is going to suffer a little bit. That being said, yeah, I mean, this team isn't going anywhere. Could they build a team around Harrison Barnes as the 1A? I don't think so. I think he could be the 1B. I think, you know, Dirk obviously right now is is more like a a 2 or a 3, a 1C, whatever you want to call him. It's just too late in his career for them to rely on him on a game by game basis. Their team is just not good, though. I mean, Darren Williams, I loved him on the Jazz and a little bit on the Nets, but he's just a shadow of his former self. They just need players. They've been, every offseason, you hear that oh, we're going to get, you know, the Dallas is going hard after X superstar and Y superstar, and they've struck out literally every time, except for Harrison Barnes, who I think was just trying to get out of there as quick as he could. So, um, no, to answer your question, I don't think he could be a 1A on an on a, on a upper-tier playoff team. Could he be the 1A on an 8 team? Yeah, sure, but, I mean, what good is it?
0: I'm with you. And by the way, interjection, if any of you are hearing little noises in the background... That is uh, one Ashley Sperber who considers herself a featured member of this podcast. To the chagrin of Doug, she's uh, putting away some dishes, doing some things in the kitchen. This is just because our Kia sponsorship has been placed on hold. And we've had to move out of the studio and into the apartment. And as beautifully and m- well lit for the mood we're in, the apartment is,
1: we still have to get life done. For the record, for the record, I asked Ashley to be quiet. But, Ashley, totally okay. Thank you for, you know, doing what you do for the podcast.
0: Thank you for doing what you do for Doug. (laughs) Now, with that aside, Doug, give me one last thing you're looking at three weeks into the season that you're curious whether it will be a consistent
1: trend or maybe an early season fluke. Well, we talked Lakers... So, i got to work them in. But the Knicks, right now, playing the Mavs as we speak, um, they're 3-6. and six. I wish I could sit here and say, that's a fluke. They're going to move up in the standings. They're making the playoffs. But they really haven't looked good. There's been a lot of animosity. I'm worried. So, let me get you right here. Early in the season. Yes. Well,
0: before the, before season. the season. Yes. There were a lot of Knicks bandwagoners. The Knicks received the most money
1: on season-long bets of any team in Vegas. Yeah, well, can I say that, to be fair, almost every season before, you know, the Knicks play their first game, there's a lot of bandwagoners. That's a fair point. The Knicks, they're always supposed to be.
0: Derek Rose called them a super team. Everyone I know in New York thought Brandon Jennings looked like the next coming of, like... I don't know.
1: Everyone you know in New York? Every single person in New York? which isn't or that high. Just or just no, no, everyone in my office, everyone everywhere. Oh, cool.
0: And I'm not alone. So you're saying that... Are I'm you like writing you. off the playoffs?
1: No, I'm not. Because it's the East, and you never know what record you can sneak into the playoffs with, but I'm worried. Um, defensively, they look bad, and I do agree with what Courtney Lee said. They're practicing offense. Their offense that they practice is the Triangle. And the defense, obviously, is practicing against the triangle. No one else runs this type of offense, and I think the defense is suffering a little bit from a chemistry point of view. You know, I think as you practice, you you know the nuances of your players and where they're going to be on defense and when to switch and when not to switch. The Knicks are all new for the most part. You know, their their starting lineup is is 60% new. They need that chemistry, and I think they need to start practicing against offenses that they're actually going to see night in and night out. And then... um, the bench is just, it's its a very, very subpar NBA bench. I mean, well, what about Holiday? Holiday? I do like Justin Holiday. He's looked good. Um, I think, you know, Hornacek's still working his rotation out. He doesn't know whether to play the Europeans. He doesn't know whether to play um, Kylo Quinn. He doesn't, Lance Thomas. He, a
0: lot Let me of ask mo-
1: you a, a lot of moving parts. A lot of below average NBA rotation players.
0: Let me ask you a question. Sure. Is it fair or unfair of me yeah. to wonder already whether we should renew the debate over trading Carmelo?
1: No, it's, it's perfectly fair of you. It's always fair as long as the Knicks are going to be towards the bottom of the standings. I wouldn't right now. I think it's too early to entertain those talks. But if I gave you five to one odds on
0: Carmelo being... Traded. You making that bet. This, this season? Yeah. No. 10-1 to one odds. What okay. odds would you take the bet at any odds this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, taking, if you got up to 50, but I don't think they're trading him. Um, do I think they should? Talk to me in a few weeks. But, Bill Jackson is, is very much not in it for the long haul. He's in it for the now, and he wants to prove himself. And I think he wants to show everyone that he can build a team that can make noise in the East. Um, and he you're not doing that if you're trading Carmelo.
0: You're not. On that note, I think that'll do it for this episode, episode four of the Faller Shorts podcast. Doug, will you clue in our listeners as to my state of dress? Where'd you it? Nothing uh, came
1: off. Nothing came off.
0: Sweater and button down still on, looking as snappy as ever, I like feeling how- as comfortable as ever. I really wish this were or legal office attire. Legal?
1: Not, well, not Again, legal, kosher. You wear, you wear that, it's not a crime. Kosher. It's you know, any, uh, it's, like kosher the, it's like
0: the clothing mullet here. Party up top, no, what is it? Business up top, party on the bottom. I guess, It's a. Uh, it's like I'm it sitting, sitting at the, the desk, you blunt think blunt I'm doing... Back? Is it
1: the mullet front Yeah, you see
0: me at this desk, you think that's yeah, a professional dude. Then I get up and do a little jig, and they're like, he
1: is wearing baller shorts. That's fair, for everyone wondering, and I'm sure it's, you know, a few of you, he actually got up and did a little jig. He looked good during it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I would love to wear baller shorts or any type of shorts everywhere I go, but hey, societal norms. Don't cave to them. That's what I guess.
0: And on that <laughs> very profound note, we will see you next time. Actually, keep that rice hot.